0: On this day, as we prepare for the word of God, we want to share with you a message uh, as a continuation of a series that we started some several weeks ago. And God gave me an assignment for this summer of 2021. He said that I want you for the next 10 messages to talk about attitudes. I want you to talk about how our attitudes make a difference uh, with our altitude. In other words, uh, your attitude will shape how far you go in life. Somebody say attitude. You want to be blessed in life, then perhaps you ought to check out your own attitude. You want to wonder why things haven't gone the way you think they should go in life. Perhaps you ought to examine your own attitude. So God gave me an assignment. He says, throughout this summer for 10 messages, I want you to teach pastoral teaching and preaching on attitudes. I said, Lord, but I'm not sure that they would jump and shout. God said, they've shouted enough. (laughs) Don't take that the wrong way. (laughs) He says, uh, they know how to jump and you don't always need an organ to jump and shout. For when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you, somebody know how to praise God without a tamarind and without an audience. But I am convinced that it is God's will to grow us as individuals through these messages. So receive them in the spirit in which God has given me. And my prayer is as a result of this, when this series has concluded, that you would have grown. We would grow as a people because of the power of God's word. With that, I invite you to go with us to the book of Romans chapter 12, verses one through verse five. For the next five to six messages, we will come from this chapter in Romans, that is Romans chapter 12. And we're reading today from the New Living Translation, from the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 5, the New Living Translation. And it reads, verse 1, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them, let your bodies be a living and holy sacrifice. Kind of sacrifice that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. King James says, this is your reasonable service. Verse two, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. But let God, listen listen to this, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'm going to read that again. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect because of the privilege and the authority God has given me. The apostle Paul writes, I give each of you this warning. This is where the subject is going to be taken from. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Again, verse three, second clause, don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluations of yourselves. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you in this third message in this sub-series for the year, the message And the subject is entitled, An Attitude of Humility. An Attitude of Humility. As we began this series on the first Sunday in June, in fact, it was June the 6th, we began this series with a message entitled, An Attitude of Gratitude. In that first message dealing with attitudes, uh, it was stated that the foundation of our relationships, our relationship with others as well as our relationship with the Lord, all revolves around our attitude, which leads not just to our beliefs, but also to our behaviors. Attitudes matter. Amen. Having someone with a good attitude matters. Don't you enjoy being around people with good attitudes? Attitudes matter in our relationship. It also matters in our relationship with the Lord. So in that first message, we talked about an attitude of gratitude, how we all are to be thankful For all the wonderful things that God has done for us. Are there any thankful, grateful folk in here this morning? Is there anyone in here that is just so thankful that God allowed you to get up this morning and that you can raise your hands? Even though your body may be in pain, but there's breath in your body and and let everything that have breath uh, praise the name of the Lord. Anyone in here just want to thank God for one more day., Ooh, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> any, any grateful folk just Lord, Lord, I thank you. It could have been another way. I didn't have to be here today, but I thank you for one more. Dang. Listen, and then, then second message of this sub-series was on June the 13th, second Sunday in June. We spoke of another kind of attitude, an attitude of contentment. And in that message, you remember that, it was said that genuine contentment is a virtue that comes only as a result of a transformed life I said to you then and I said now uh that if your life has not been transformed you would never be satisfied you will never be contented there will always be more stuff you want no one would ever be right for you and it's not that they're not right it's you're not right amen Contentment is being right with yourself and being right with God. We shared with you in that message on contentment, a very simple quote that says, and I'll quote, contentment is not getting what you want, but it is wanting what you have. Contentment is not, Lord, I'm getting everything I want. But contentment is, but what I already have could be enough, is enough, and I'm happy with what I already have. Yeah, you could deserve and you can use something that could be more updated. But the fact of the matter is, what you have is already enough because there's someone worse off than you. Uh, I, I just think every now and then we ought to stop begging God and asking God for more stuff and just be grateful for what God has already did. Your heavenly father already knows what you need. Amen. are there any contented folk in here is there anybody in here that says, you know what I may not dress like you live like you drive what you drive but I'm all right because God is on my side I'm happy with who I am listen listen I said to the church early this morning you know what I've learned I've learned that peace comes with contentment and and what I've discovered in my own personal life is that I'll trade in a whole lot of stuff for peace. Just give me the peace that surpasseth all understanding and I'll trade in a whole lot of people in my life because there are a whole lot of people around you that challenges your peace. And the reason why some of us can't sleep good at night is because we've got too many people desiring too much stuff from us. But peace will give you the peace of mind that'll make you happy with what you already have. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anyone in here that want to give God a 10 second praise for the peace that God has given you? Let me tell you something. Every morning I wake up, I go to my windows, I open the blinds, and I see a brand new day, and I say, Thank you, Lord. And I say, Before I ask you for anything else, I just want to thank you for what you've already done. And you know what? It's a miracle that you got up this morning. Uh, and if God woke you up in your right mind, thank God for the old church that used to testify, giving honor to God. For keeping me in my right mind i used to laugh at them until i got a little older and started having children and then i knew what it was to say lord i thank you for a peace of mind i thank you for my right now i just believe that there's somebody in here right now has a right now praise for god giving you the peace that passeth all Whew. Listen, contentment is a virtue that comes only as a result of a transformed life. If if your life has not been transformed, you will always be anxious. You will always have anxiety. You you will always be looking for the next big move in your life. And what I found out about people who move around a lot what I found out about people who are always looking to shake things up and change things is that it's funny because no matter where you go, you take you. Hey, Amen. New church, guess who sits by you in the new church? You. New job, guess who goes to work with you on the new job? You. Change the locations, new neighborhood, guess who with you? You. You can't shake you. but contentment is this Lord I thank you for who you made me to be and can I say something if God doesn't do anything else he's already done enough Uh, uh, if God doesn't heal your body anymore He's already done. I love to see people that have health challenges still praise God because they realize that their praise is not predicated on the stuff that God gives them, but they're just thankful that God is who he is. Is there anyone in here right now that's challenged with your praise? Uh, Your body is going through a lot, but you can still wave your hands. You can still thank God for all that God has done. When I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, oh, I feel like having church right now. Can anybody just give God a praise? You owe God a praise. Listen, listen. And so... In this third message, we would like to speak of another important attitude, which is so important to our success, and it is an attitude of humility. The word humility is defined in Merriam-Webster's dictionary simply as freedom from pride or arrogance. Can I say something? If you are arrogant, then you are not humble. And if you're not humble, it's hard to be a child of God. Freedom, can, can I want to preach this? I hope you still like me after the summer. Freedom from pride, freedom from arrogance. The quality of state of being humble. Uh, it has been said. That humility is not, listen to this. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less, C.S. Lewis. And so it means that you don't think any less of yourself, but it means that you don't always think about yourself. It ain't always about you. Don't post everything all about you. I mean, don't let all your social media be your autobiography of how great you are. Amen. I mean, humility is is when you can praise somebody else. Can I preach to you? Humility is is when you can celebrate someone. One of the attitudes I'm going to deal with before the summer is over is called empathy. As empathy is feeling somebody else's pain and celebrating someone else's success. Humility is when it can't be all about you. It's not all about how great you are. People who use personal pronouns a lot are not always the most humble people. I I know you've done great things and I know you've achieved, achieved great things, but do you always have to talk about it? Does it always have to be about you? Can you squeeze in somewhere in there, God has been good to me. (laughs) who am I preaching to can you squeeze in somewhere in there I had a praying family can you squeeze grandmama in there somewhere with a third grade education who got down on her knees and called your name in prayer while your nappy head was matriculating through institutions of higher learning Can, can, can you somehow Find a way to thank God for the church mothers and fathers who prayed you through some situation. Can you find a way to give God praise for people who called your name and you did not even know they were praying for you? In other words, you didn't get here by yourself. Your talents and your anointing is not always about you. Can somebody give God a praise and thank God for other people in your life that help you get to where you are? I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody that can help me praise God? Woo. Thank God. Paul Lumpkin, don't ever forget Lord and Ellen Lumpkin. Ooh, uh, don't, don't ever forget the bridge that helped you get over. We've got to know that it can't always be about us. Listen, the author, the iconic author Ernest Hemingway is quoted as saying there is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. There is nobility in being superior to your former self. In other words, nothing great about you thinking you are better than your fellow man, but be better than what you used to be. Can I preach to someone? Let 21 be better than 2020. Be a better person this year than what you were two years ago. Things that used to get on your nerve five years ago ought not bother you today. Things that you struggled with yesterday, you ought to have a better handle on today. Can, can I say amen to that? Uh, things that were weaknesses to you last year ought to be something that you better handle today. And that's what the author says there's no nobility in thinking you're better than anybody else just be better than your old self what I tell the Lord I want to be better than the Dara I used to know because the Dara I used to know had a whole lot of issues and I struggled with a whole lot of things but thanks be unto God Things that I used to struggle with, I don't struggle with. The old folk put it this way in an analogy with the human body. They say, when I looked at my hands, my hand looked new. When I looked at my feet, my feet did too. Now, literally, their hand and feet were no different. But what they were saying is that I'm a brand new person because God has been on my side. Is there anybody in here today that's so grateful that God has transformed? let your goal not to be better than anyone else but better than your old self tell god lord next week i want to be better than what i was last week when i go to work next week those same folk that got on my nerve i don't want them to bother me this week why they haven't changed but i've changed because i've allowed the lord to work a change in my life humility is the antithesis of pride. It is the complete opposite of pride. Humility makes us a better person while pride usually brings out the worst in us. Listen to this before we get to the text. King Solomon writes in Proverbs 16 and 18 New King James Version he writes, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Most people who fall from grace are arrogant, full of pride, full of themselves. Then Philippians 2 and 3, um, we're told in Philippians 2 and 3 that we should not live a life trying to impress others, but to walk in humility, thinking of others more than ourselves. Jesus says in Matthew 23 and verse 12, the English Standard Version, Jesus says this, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. If you want to be lifted up, then humble yourself. Uh, If you want God to take you to heights beyond your own expectation, uh, then you submit yourself to God and watch God bless you. Look at the text for the next few moments. Let us transition to the text. In this text, uh, let us examine what Paul writes to this New Testament church in Rome concerning an attitude of humility. Paul writes this extraordinary epistle, the epistle to the Romans, somewhere between AD 54 and 58. It was written to believers throughout the Roman Empire. If there was any place that folk needed to check their attitude, it was those who considered themselves Roman citizens who lived throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, It is considered this wonderful epistle to the Romans is considered a statement of what Paul believed, a statement of his theology. It is widely believed by scholars that unlike some of the other epistles that Paul writes, he does not write this to address a specific problem or a danger, but he writes this as an epistle of Christian living. How we as converts to Christ are to live our lives. In fact, the book of Romans has often been referred to as the epistle written for every man it has been called quote the gospel of god why because it includes so many awesome principles those that can uh, confuse the scholars and encourage the immature believers there's something there for everyone but look at chapter 12 and for the next several weeks we want to examine Romans chapter 12 because Romans chapter 12 deals with transformation by internal forces, uh, by what goes on inside of us. Paul, in chapter 12, urged these believers to devote and commit themselves to God. Because of what God had done for them. Look at what he says in verse 1. He says, this is truly the way to worship God. The King James says, this is your reasonable service. You remember that. You remember Romans 12. Uh, It it talks about transforming your life so that it can be pleasing to God. Paul tells them in verse 2. Look at this. Not to emulate the behavior or the ways of those who do not choose to walk by faith. Let me say something to you. Uh, You don't have to be like Jay Z or Beyonce or some rapper. I mean, just because somebody else that will do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Your eyelashes don't have to be as long as theirs. Your nails don't have to be as long. Somebody ought to have some originality, some authenticity. Ooh, about your I, I was at a restaurant the other day. I saw a beautiful young lady. Her, I, her eyelashes were so long, I was hoping they didn't fall off in my sandwich. I was, and she was already cute. She was already good looking. And I was thinking, I bet behind all of that false stuff is a beautiful person. You ought to have so much confidence about yourself that you ain't got to be like everybody else. You don't have to be like them because they do it doesn't mean you ought to do it now if that's you then you do you uh, but don't do it just to get attention Paul says don't emulate the behavior of the world be your own person there's nothing more beautiful than authenticity than someone who is genuine Ah, then Paul goes on to say this. He tells them to let God transform their lives by the way they think. You saw the text. He said, God can transform us by the way we think. This allows us to live a life that will encourage others and glorify God. Paul then in verses three and five, and here is where the takeaways, here's where the insights come. Paul specifically now talks about being transformed as it relates to walking in humility. He talks about an attitude in humility. Three key takeaways from our text, and I'll take my seat. Listen to what he says. Number one is this, powerful text. He says this, don't think you are better than you really are. In other words, we should not think too highly, of ourselves please look at somebody and say you really aren't all that okay I I know you think that you are better and greater than anybody but don't think too highly of your it bothers me to be surrounded by people who love themselves more than they love God Come on, I, 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 I've learned, I wish I'd have learned this a long time ago. I want less friends in my life who love them more than they love others. Because trust me, anybody who loves themselves more than they love God don't have time to love you. Amen. I heard an old preacher said once he gave marriage advice to a young couple and he looked at the young man and the young man says preacher uh, well he looked at the young lady and she says uh, preacher you got any words for me on how I should choose a husband and he said don't choose anybody who stays in the mirror longer than you <laughs> That's another story for another day. He says, if you marry anybody who loves themselves more than they love you, then I got news for you. They won't ever get around to loving you. Some folk are so in love with themselves that they can't love anybody else. You need to get people in your life that don't think so highly of them. I know you've done great things, but know why you've done great things. Uh, Is there a witness in here? I know you're super talented and anointed. Listen, I said this earlier, it's worth repeating now. I've had the privilege of running a business from scratch. I've had the privilege of being a state senator for 28 years, being a senior pastor here for 25 years, and I've come to this conclusion in my life. I would rather surround myself with less talented better attitude people than more talented and a bad attitude. I've already been surrounded by the super talented with bad attitude. They get on your nerve. They cause you not to sleep at night. They will make you pull your hair out. You say, I don't know what's wrong. They're super talented, but they got so many issues. Give me somebody who is more humble with less talent Then you can do more for the kingdom of God. Because those persons who think that they're all of that, I don't know how much they can really do with now taking all the credit from themselves, not only talented, but even the anointing. Uh, Dick and Al, listen. I, I've, I've been around long enough now that I, I'd rather somebody with a better attitude than, and less anointing than more anointing and a harder attitude. Why? Wow. Because an attitude sometimes will take you where the anointing can't keep you. Hey. If you don't have the right anointing in your life, you won't stay there even if God takes you there. Can I get a witness? Saul was anointed, but he didn't stay on the throne because his attitude wasn't right. So we should not think too highly of ourselves. The second one, my time is almost up. Listen, we should be honest and truthful in evaluating ourselves. Don't fool yourself. Some of us have lied to ourselves so much that we believe the, even the lies. People will do that. We, 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 we've told so many that, that, that we believe it ourself you got to be true for how you evaluate yourself i gave an example this morning and god bless my dear uncle god bless his soul <laughs> you love but uncle joe who's gone on to be with the beautiful. i love my uncle joe in fact he was named after my fourth grandfather who was a slave in 1775 but uncle joe god bless him jimmy he was so good but every year his stories would stretch you know and he would go talk about how he fished at the lake and at first i caught five crappies Size of my hand, good Uncle Joe, you did good. Then the next year, I taught 10 crappies by the size of two hands. Uh Oh, Uncle Joe, you're getting better. And I also noticed the older you got, the less you can move, the less you can bend. You're catching more fish. It didn't seem to add up. After a while, he said, Man, I caught a bucket full of fish longer than your arms. And I said, Where are they, Uncle Joe? I threw them all back, and that's when I knew that he was buying his own story some of us have told ourselves the same story over and over again that we actually believe it let me help you out you really aren't as good as you think you are but because god is on your side you've made it thus far somebody ought to take 10 seconds just to give god a thank you god praise come on anybody know that if it had not been for the lord that was on my side. Be honest. Be truthful in evaluating yourself. Let me let you in on something, Bible Way. We're not the best church. We ought never be the best church. We have no desire to be the best church. You don't have the best pastor. Amen. You don't have the best quiet. None of that stuff matters. What matters is that the little bit of anointing that God has given us, we are grateful for every bit of it. I, I, I just wish I had a few people who just want to thank God for what God has already given. Is, is there anybody in here that this is a good time to put Lord, I thank you for who I am I may not have what everybody else has but I thank you for what you've given me I thank you for even all of my limitations you may not be as great as somebody else you don't have to be like the other folk and here's the last one. here's point number three insight number three this is so important so Paul writes this we should not Be in competition with or become envious of each other. Mm. We are united by faith in Christ. Uh, Look at somebody and say, you're not my competition. Church down the street is not our competition. Church on the other side of town is not the competition. Church in Texas is not the competition. Uh, The church in Houston is not the competition. Church in New York, they're not the competition. We all are in this together. All of us work hand in hand together. We are one body with different members. And each of us need each other. Amen. When I get up here to preach, if I didn't have someone who made the atmosphere are uh, receptive to the word of God. Thank you, worshiping arts. If I didn't have someone who cleaned the building before we got here, thank you, uh, maintenance staff. If I didn't have a media staff who make me look better than what I ever deserved, thank you for that. If you didn't have someone to help park your car, then maybe you wouldn't even get here safely. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? We all play a role in God's kingdom. The person who picks up the paper behind your dirty self is just as important as the person who preaches to you. Amen, somebody. And so, what God says is don't be envious of each other. Too many of us are status seekers, position seekers. Too many of us get too upset when we are not recognized. It tells you that the glory ought not be on you, but on God. If God's got a place for you, He knows how to find you. If God's got a promotion with your name on it, last time I checked, he didn't lose your address. God knows how to bless you when God gets ready. Can I get a witness? What God has for you is for you. We all are in this together. You need me and I need you. What would happen if all houses of worship uh, worship and, and serve God and worked better to make our community a better place. We've gotten too much into what's mine and what's yours. Listen to this scripture as we prepare to conclude this. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's bodies. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Look at somebody and say to each other. Stand to your feet all over this place. I want to leave you with verse 16. Verse 16 of the Amplified Bible reads this. Listen to this. Take a picture of this. I want you to, I want this to sink down in your spirits all week. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty Which is conceited Self-important Or exclusive But associate Yourself with humble people Change your circle Uh, You've got too many Peacocks in your circle Associate yourself With humble people Those with a Realistic self-view And then Paul writes, do not overestimate yourselves. In other words, everything you have is because God has been good to you. (laughs) Every blessing you enjoy, it is because God has been good to you. I leave you with this last thing that God dropped in my spirit. God said to me, an attitude of humility is not Thinking less of who we are. It is thanking God more for what He has allowed us to become. Look at that. Look at that. It's not thinking less of who we are, but attitude of humility is thanking God. Lord, I thank you so much thank you Lord because you didn't have to do it but you did it's thanking God for what he has allowed you to become and you are who you are because you've been endowed by the Holy Spirit to be the person you are today not by power nor by might but by his spirit Is there anyone in the house that is just so grateful that God can bless someone like you? Is there anyone in the house so thankful that God can do what God can do? Come on. Lift those hands right now wherever you are. And you ought to begin to just thank God. You ought to begin to just uh, not by your own power nor by your own might but because the Holy Spirit has made a difference in your life. The altar is now open. There's someone now who says I, I've come to the conclusion that I can't change myself. Woo. But when I am endowed, empowered by God, woo, I can be all that God wants me to be. Is there anyone today, and if you so desire, leave your seat and walk down the aisle. The clock sisters put it this way. Endow me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Can I tell you something? The only way you're going to be what god wants you to be is that the holy spirit has to be in your life it can't be your spirit it can't be you young people you can be all that you want to be but you need god in your life you don't have to emulate anybody else You don't have to replicate anyone else. You can seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and watch God add all these other things to you. I have a sense in my spirit right now that God is about to bless somebody this week right now. Anyone want God to bless you? Anyone know that the only way you can be blessed is through the power of the Holy Spirit? As the praise team blesses us right now, listen.
1: To lay hands and to deserve, to understand God's holy word. Comes. Give interpretation to prophesy edification. with edification. If you're watching virtually right now, join us. Move in the midst of your people. Uh. Move in me, Lord, like Shekinah glory from on high. Anybody want the Spirit endow to endow
0: you? Lift those hands right oh, now. Oh
1: Lord. oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Endow oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. me. I want to be like you, Lord. God Holy Spirit can bless you right now. Let God bless you. Jesus. with yeah. the power. Of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Holy Ghost. Somebody needs it right now. Uh, yeah.
0: Lift those hands and worship. Just
1: wave him with the power of your Holy Holy Ghost. Come on, tell the man down.
0: be driven by a different spirit not by the spirit of selfishness not by the spirit of self conceitedness, but by the spirit that god gives which is the holy spirit i've come to the conclusion that the only way we can live a transformed life is by the power of the Holy Spirit if you don't have it you will never be the same you will never be what you desire you may change for a moment but you will find yourself reverting right back to the way you used to be but when God changes you when God changes your attitude And see, too many of us have been waiting on people to change, things to change. God says, I really want to change you. I want to change how you see people, how you deal with things. And when you deal with it from God's perspective, then watch God bless you in a very special way. Close those eyes, if you will. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. I have fulfilled my assignment. I've shared the word as you ask. We all need to strive for an attitude of humility. Let us stop talking, thinking about being the best and the biggest and the greatest. And let us give you the praise you who are the greatest you are the best you are the biggest (laughs) thank you lord it's not by our own power or our own might there are some under the sound of my voice wherever they may be and you're ready to bless them in a powerful magnificent way but you are waiting on them to remove their self aside so that you can have your way you don't work in conjunction with our own ego we have to lay our egos aside so that you can have your way bless our lives bless our careers bless our families bless our ministries (laughs) not so that we can get the glory (sighs) but so that you can be glorified so that when others see the light that's in us uh, you our father will be glorified help us walk in genuine humility in which it really doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as you get the glory and we say thank you transform somebody's life through the power of the Holy Spirit today this is our prayer in Jesus name we pray and everybody who loves the Lord said amen if you're here and you want to give your life to the Lord ministers are at the back of the church Amen. Just go back and see someone. If you want to join the church, if you want to be saved, if you're viewing by way of internet, uh, call us, email us, text us, write us. Somebody is standing there waiting on you right now, wherever you are right now. If you want to make that commitment, if you want to make that commitment today, God is called. Come on, tell them endow me. Come on. Anybody know God?
2: give God a praise for the word of God an attitude of humility yeah endow me God with the right attitude to those of you that are viewing those of you that are here in our worship center we ask that you don't forget about our $7 vision offering God has blessed us amen so with our vision offering as you often heard our pastor say we haven't touched any of The money in our vision offering to use for nothing else except the vision that God has given. And the scripture says, without the vision, the people perish. We ask that you give $7. Perhaps you're planting a seed for someone else. So many wonderful testimonies that we receive. Individuals said, I planted a seed for my children. I'm planting a seed for my grandchildren. And they've been blessed because of that we're getting ready to go into our holy communion service to those of you that are viewing us virtually we're going to give you time to prepare to go get the communion ready our praise team will give us a selection and we'll come back in a few minutes read our scripture administer communion and then we'll have our closing prayer and benediction at this time to
1: About it, come on, sing it one more time. Oh, down I am the cross, it was where where I first.
2: Scripture says, For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chasing of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. As we prepare to go into our holy communion, we ask that you prepare yourselves. And as we read, the scripture says that Jesus said on the same night in which he was betrayed, take, eat this is my body which has been broken for you this cup is the new testament in my blood which has been shed. for as often as you do this you do it in remembrance of me let us commune amen thank you so much god bless you before our closing prayer benediction We want to say once again that we thank God so much for the word of God and give God a praise, amen, for an awesome word from our pastor. And we're so very happy to have Sister Marsha Jackson back with us on our praise team. Come on, give God a praise for that. She has an awesome testimony about God, how God has healed her body with uplifted hands. Our Tuesday night service are continue to be virtual. We ask that you view us online. Come back at 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock for our Sunday service. With uplifted hands, Father, we thank you so much for this service. God, we thank you for the word of God. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please do not hesitate to call one 776 There'll be someone there to pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting B-W-C-A-R along with your giving amount to 732-56. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's B-W-C-A-R We love you, we miss you, and we cannot wait to safely worship with you in person again.